talking on the telephone I don't see you getting that in your summer I got to see you further on
Good stuff there, uh, Kenny. The unmistakable sound there of Van the Man. As I said there a couple of weeks ago, Marco, he's my Joe Dolan. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> There's something wrong with that because uh, I think he's a, he's a lot of people's Joe Dolan. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. But you see, you have your fans, I have mine. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. That's very true. Oh, he's some act, I'll tell you. Oh, Great to see him uh, live in San Francisco this year. Concert of the year, I think, although Glenn Hansard was right up there with it. <laughs> but, for uh, you or in general? <laughs> oh, general for me, as I look back <laughs> on 2016. Yeah. I wouldn't say everyone went to those two concerts now. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway, here it is, the final show of 2016. Yeah, Can you believe it? Final day of 2016. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure that... Uh, Everyone's getting their uh, the old nails done and the hair done for oh, the old the big thing night. tonight now, yeah. yeah. Uh, any big plans for yourself? Quiet um, enough? Quiet enough. Well, it won't be too quiet, no. No, no we're going to um, we're gonna head out to a restaurant there in Milton. There's about 14 of us. All right, very a good. a private room at the back of it there, and um, I'd say it will cause a bit of havoc there. Good man huh? yourself, yeah. We'll get out we'll before midnight. Rack up a bill anyway. I'll no, tell you, we'll rack up an old bill. bill. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it'll be a good night. Be a good night. Always a good night. Yeah. So, good uh, stuff around friends and that. So it'll well, all be good. Hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas. It's hard. It's hard to believe that since our last show, Christmas Day has come and gone again for 2016. But um, anyway, hope everybody, hope our listeners had a great Christmas and a holiday season. And uh, it's myself and Ken in the studio here today, and we'll probably be doing a little bit of reminiscing on 2016 and some bold, brave uh, predictions for 2017. Oh yeah, I can't remember what they were for 2016, so we'll have to. I don't know how many. I'd say you got them all wrong anyway. Whatever they were, might have. uh, I don't know. We probably said (laughs) Kilkenny would win in All Ireland, (laughs) probably, (laughs) and we probably said that our favourite teams would win the Premiership, and they didn't. No. And Leicester uh, came through, and your guys were the closest, of course. Our guys were the closest. Well, they, in the end, they weren't, but they were. Uh, they were close enough. They were. Uh, they that thing run. is. Um, that thing is looking good this year. Now all the the cream is rising to the top. Yeah, it's going to be a juicy ju- now. I tell you, if they slide through now, Stoke. In case anyone's watching, there came yes. back and just tied them up. It's one one right now, and uh, that's a good result for anyone chasing the the fellas at the top, Chelsea. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and you know, talking about different. Um, championships and whatnot. There's a, a Welsh team that I saw this morning have uh, broken Johan Krauss, uh, Krauss uh, IX team from 71-72. They're yeah. called the New Saints. And the Welsh team, they're in the top division of the Welsh League. Now, yeah. you can rate them whatever you want. Yeah, but yeah. any top league, this is where that record goes. Yeah. And they've actually gone uh, gone on a 27-game winning streak. Wow. 21 in the league. And My then a gosh. bunch in their cups. And uh, that surpasses the uh, IX team of 71-72. Oh, but the hockey. Wow. Interestingly, this year, a uh, Scottish side, but in the fifth tier of the Scottish League, uh, a team called East Kilbride went on a longer run. They went on 30 games. <laughs> and when they surpassed IX record, even yeah. though they're in the fifth tier of the yeah. Scottish IX sent them... 27 cases of beer. <laughs> Isn't that nice? That, that is nice. even be, wow. you know, recognising that. So fair That's play quite to quite a feat. Yeah. And uh, in the Scottish Premiership, uh, big win for Celtic this morning against Rangers. Uh, 2-1 after going 1-0 down. They uh, they came back and your man Dembele was at it again today yeah, yeah. and scored the winner 2-1. And they now have a 19-point lead yeah, with a sure. game in hand nah, over sure. Rangers. It's so. a bit of a joke, to be honest, nah, isn't it? I go. watched that game, actually. I watched the second half of it. Very, very open, entertaining yeah. game now. Always they, is. They, those got, they got away with it a little bit in the end, but uh, yeah, very good. 
Always a good clash there now, for sure. And uh, your Leinster are at it. Leinster uh, were, are playing Ulster, and yep. they're leading 22 nothing. So they're rebounding after their disappointing loss to uh, to Munster last now week. We Munster better, look very strong. We'll better right. clarify, uh, you know, Leinster and Ulster, because um, there's an Argentinian fellow that might be listening. Right. And he might not know that that's rugby versus the soccer thing. You know? Oh, right. You yeah. know, we'd have to break it down for him, even though yeah. we got awful abuse from him <laughs> at the World an Cup. An Argentinian called Kino. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. One yes. of the greatest gunners to ever play. Yes, there are huh? four very strong rugby teams in Ireland. Leinster, Ulster, Munster and Connacht. And uh, Leinster and Ulster are playing today. And Leinster are leading 22 zip. And Connacht and Munster go at it today at the sports ground in Galway. Uh, right after this show. Half, t- uh, well, uh, you know, half 12 here, half five over there. So, yeah, yeah. Good. so that should be good. Good stuff. What are the tunes looking like today, oh, no, pal? Massive You're on the boards today. Okay, over on there. On the boards, yeah. The fingers are all limbered up, <laughs> ready to roll. We're missing Jay. He's down in Chicago. Yeah. With hardly Ken. listening, I'd say. I, hardly, now. <laughs> hardly, hardly. But you never know. Spending never all know. his hard-earned he money. He sent me a photograph last night of a fella sitting at a bar, the white head from the behind. He said, I didn't know you were back down in Chicago. <laughs> Come on. Your huh? doppelganger. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. Anyway, uh, the weather's been all mixed up. We've had rain and snow, and looks like we're going to be getting a bit more. The temperatures are going up a wee bit this week, apparently. More snow or rain? Both, a bit of mixture oh, okay, of both. Right. So, um, a shout out to all our friends from Donegal. I thought this was good. The Henry Girls. Oh, lovely. And a title track there, Rain and Snow. Well, I married me a wife. She gave me trouble all my life and left me out. In the cold rain and snow Rain and snow Rain and snow She left me out In the cold rain and snow Well, she's coming down the stairs Combing back her long yellow hair And her cheeks
The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's. Serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. All right, very good. Well, it's time to go down to Ottawa. And apparently Santi was very good down there in the Devoy household. Good morning, Desmond. How are you doing today? Uh, good morning, Ken. We're doing great here, yes. Uh, Lawton was well in the mood for Santi's arrival and ripped off all the paperwork. So she, she's well in the mood for it now. And uh, thank you very much for that, Mark. And Ken, great to have you both there in the studio. And uh, good morning, folks. Desmond DeVoy here with the news from Ireland for this week, the last newscast of 2016. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. And here are the top stories out of making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. Ireland's oldest citizen has died at the age of 108. A native Irish speaker, Sarah Clancy, was born on May 2nd, 1908, and died this past Tuesday. She was a native of Connemara, County Galway, but spent much of her life living in the United States, though she returned home to Galway in 1988. A day later, Ireland saw another notable death, with novelist Anthony Cronin dying at the age of 88 on Wednesday. He was born in Enniscorthy, County Wexford in 1928 and went on to write 14 volumes of poetry and the novel The Life of Riley, as well as a memoir, Des Doornails. He was also known for writing acclaimed biographies of fellow writers Flann O'Brien and Samuel Beckett and was the editor of The Bell magazine. He was also an Irish Times columnist from 1973 to 1980. He was survived by his wife Anne and daughter Sarah. President Michael D. Higgins commemorated his passing and attended his funeral today at the Church of the Holy Church of the Sacred Heart, rather, in Donny- Donnybrook, County Dublin. Well, Christmas may be over, but Irish people are still giving donated, unwanted Christmas gifts to charity rather than returning them to the shops. St. Mary's Pro Cathedral in Dublin has already received hundreds of unused presents for redistribution. Meanwhile, could Mid and East County Antrim be one of the happiest places in Britain? A new survey of adults finds that this may very well be the case. The survey by the Halifax Bank shows that residents in places like Larne, Ballymena and Carrickfergus may be the happiest people in the UK year-round, as well as boasting the highest average rating for overall life satisfaction. The quality of life survey was done on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being highest. The area scored an average ranking of 8.4, with the UK average being 7.7. In other news this morning, demand for Irish passports reached a record high in 2016. More than 740,000 applications were made this year alone, and it was not just chalked up to Brexit. As of December 21st, about 65,136 of those applying were from Northern Ireland, and another 59,377 were from people in Britain with Irish roots. Anyone born on the island of Ireland or whose parents are Irish automatically qualifies for citizenship. In some cases, those who have an Irish grandparent can also apply. Foreign Affairs Minister Charlie Flanagan said that while Brexit was a factor, there were other reasons, such as the Euro Soccer Championships and the Olympics. However, Brexit was a big driver. 
in the weeks and months after the June referendum, the number of new applicants was up was up 17,300 compared to the same period in 2015. The department also issued a passport-sized card this year, now accepted in 31 countries, with 25,000 people now carrying them. Well, this week in Irish history, we take our annual look back at how Ireland and the world looked back about 30 years ago. Government rules mean that some private documents are kept under lock and key for 30 years, and they are usually released at this time of year. Records emerged this week of a particularly frank discussion between then Taoiseach Dr. Gareth Fitzgerald and British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. The two met at the Conference Centre in London on December 6, 1986, where they discussed terrorism. Thatcher complained about places like Dundalk, County Louth, where she claimed safe houses and sympathy were available for IRA members on the run. Fitzgerald replied that, quote, We have 200 people from the north in our jails. You can have them back anytime you want. Thatcher replied, I don't want them. You can have all the nationalists in the north if you like. On a more somber note, Thatcher said that she was beginning to feel, quote, very depressed about the whole situation of violence in the north, but caught herself by adding that, quote, however, it is Christmas and I had better stop feeling depressed. The two found common cause with the Royal Ulster Constabulary teaching counter-terrorism tactics to the Guard Shikona, with Fitzgerald commending the RUC's help and adding that, quote, both forces have a next to impossible border to watch. Thatcher surprisingly agreed, saying, yes, we got it wrong in 1921 when the border was drawn up. One Irish civil servant who kept notes of the meeting that wrote that Thatcher made a, quote, rather wistful reference to whether she should continue in all seriousness to send young men to their death in Northern Ireland. Meanwhile, files released from the Public Records Office in Belfast show a memo from Nicholas Fenn, Britain's ambassador to Ireland in 1988, where he wrote at the end of that December that, quote, if it were not for history, we should go get on well with the Irish, noting progress on every issue except Northern Ireland, and that the two sides continued to glare at each other from the Irish Sea. In the 1980s, entertainment news musicians Foster and Allen found themselves on the wrong hit list when the Centre Against Apartheid compiled a list of Irish personalities who had agreed to perform in apartheid-era South Africa. The list was obtained by the Department of Foreign Affairs and included the likes of Joe Dolan, Phil Coulter, Geraldine Radigan, and others. Three entertainers, however, were taken off the list, including Mitch Mitchell, Mary O'Hara, and Hal Roach, after pledging that they would not play in the segregated state. The list also included other well-known singers like Barry Manilow, Kenny Rogers, and Tina Turner. And finally, state papers also show that Taoiseach Garrett Fitzgerald nominated Bob Geldof, Geldof for the Nobel Peace Prize in 1986. In a three-page letter dated New Year's Eve 1986, Fitzgerald said that the Dublin singer should be the winner because of the millions he had raised for Ethiopian famine relief at the Live Aid concerts in 1985. In the end, the 1986 Peace Prize went to Professor Elie Wiesel, a survivor of Auschwitz and Buchenwald concentration camps. Fitzgerald cited Geldof's, quote, personal magnetism, powers of persuasion, and the high esteem in which he is held by his fellow musicians in his letter. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week at the final newscast of 2016. I want to wish Mark, Ken, and Jay and their families a very happy new year, 2017. And thank you, too, to our advertisers and listeners online and on the radio in Ontario and Alberta. I look forward to bringing you the news in 2017. Thank you for letting me bring you all the news in a very historic 2016. I must say I've loved every second of it. 
The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Traveling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus's year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available from more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. Smart Flies Aer Lingus. Check them out online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.airlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with the gang at Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Happy New Year and Slan Go Foyle.
That's lovely there now, a nice version of Skelga from yeah. Daniel O'Donnell. One of the nicest interviews I think that we did all year, Kenny, was with, yep. uh, with the man himself. I thought he was uh, a true gentleman and by all accounts that concert was absolutely spectacular. I met some people uh, in the last week that were down there at the concert and they... They uh, loved it. Thought it was fantastic. It's great uh, now that we were able to give away a few tickets to it, all right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, as you say, Daniel was good. And uh, I just, you know, reflecting on 2016, thought we'd send that out to uh, all the families with losses in the community. I know mm. we have the mass of uh, remembrance that Narita Fleming does a great job on and that. So yep. uh, anyway, just thought we'd good uh, man, good man. throw that one out there for uh, for everyone that, uh, that lost. And we lost a lot of... Big names, of course, throughout the uh, sporting and um, yeah. entertainment world. But, uh, you know, it's nice to think of the local ones as well. It is. Absolutely. Good. I think the uh, the famous people are getting a lot of attention these days. But it's uh, certainly a time to reflect on 2016 for what it was. Uh, a lot of people would characterize it as a dreadful year. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, How was it for you now? Uh, I don't think it was too bad. <clears throat> I don't think it was too bad. I think... Um, you know, I suppose it depends on your attitude. If you want to look at things in the past and let them bother you, and, and those are the first things that come to mind, all the negative things. So that's what I'm going to do in 2017. I'm going to be just looking forward instead Mr. of Mr. Positive. Going to be Mr. Positive, yeah. I can't wait for Bought that. all idea. these self-help <laughs> books because <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm walking no. around like a big negative <laughs> Nelly. Uh, uh, not at all. I never no. hear that out of you. No, uh, no, no, you no. wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. I think maybe some of it has to do when you come from a... You know, a county that hasn't had a lot of success in Gaelic games, and you're you're passionate about Gaelic games, and you support yeah. Spurs. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. it's good. We have a great soccer team. We've got a great great rugby team. Yeah, we had a fantastic year. We had a very good year, uh, sport wise. What was your? We we had talked about this. Now we had a mm. lot of emails in from the listeners on different uh, sporting moments that we had thrown mm. out there a few weeks ago. Irish sport moments that would be. And uh, I just wanted to get yours now before we announce the winner. At least. Based on what the listeners sent in, anyway. Right. So the um, the moment of excitement. I think the the moment uh, in sport that that generated the most excitement for me had to be Robbie Brady's goal against Italy. That was when I that was a cracker. jumped with joy. Yeah, I yeah. just thought that was that was the the best part of the year for me. Like that one moment, anyway. Right. And then I thought the New Zealand rugby game in general, as a as an event to be at, was was fantastic. So I'd say that would get the nod for me now. The Robbie Brady goal. The Robbie Brady goal. we were goal. together for it. We were together, in a, not in an Irish bar. No, but surprisingly. Yeah. So. But we had to meet because I think that was a work day. Yeah. <laughs> I hope no one from work is listening. Secret, yeah. secret meeting and it was a cracker. Yeah. And it, it gave the whole country a lift. And um, it did. I watched actually a little thing on that. It was the sounds of Euro 2016. Right. And it was an Irish fella who narrated it and... Uh, of course, they obviously showed that that particular goal. It wasn't just about Ireland. It was all yeah. the, the sounds right from the beginning and, and how that tournament went ahead after everything France had gone through and all that. So yeah. uh, it went off with, with great success and we certainly enjoyed uh, Ireland's run in it and that goal was, was something. Um, 
Uh, well, another moment uh, the, yeah, for me, so. I think, was uh, was was the New Zealand game, 111 years, and to be mm-hmm. there and part of that, and and the joy of uh, the the Irish fans down there in Chicago, yeah. and and again, we were together for that moment as well. We were, so yeah, that was uh, really uh, really special. That uh, that day was was yeah. something else, and the, the excitement. You I mean you're like a four year old child when oh, these things I know. happen, I you know. know? I know, That's and you've been true. following these sports in our in our country you know for so long very true it's uh it is great but anyway that was it and in fact it won uh based on all the listeners uh that wrote in about their favorite sporting moment the new zealand uh game yeah yeah so interesting yeah. we're aligned with our listeners yeah so th- but there was a lot you know a lot came through and uh one of them that we we talked about a couple of weeks ago was the o'donovan brothers and mm-hmm. uh, from skibbereen yeah and you and I were just chatting about it here in the studio uh, mm-hmm. a little while ago, and uh, I had sent out a thing, and, and maybe people have seen it already, but there's um, Graham Norton, and his show, the, the two <laughs> boys are on that, on his, Chris, uh, on his New Year's Eve special, which I suppose is going to be aired tonight, but there was an advanced piece out, yeah. and it is priceless. It is good, yeah. 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 It's a little bit... Uh, a little bit edgy, but uh, you bit have to edgy, give it a watch. It's good. It's very, it very good. Yeah, very good. And um, do you know what I watched on uh, RT Player now this week no. was um, the Nathan Carter Christmas show. Oh, you're kidding me! Oh, it was you savage. Love him. I loved, it was just brilliant. He's your new Joe. It was brilliant, and uh, you know what you. it was? Uh, he had as a guest on the show no. a name that I haven't heard for years, Billy Ocean. I go away. Remember him? I do indeed. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Billy he was Ocean. on there. Oh and, my uh, goodness! Yeah, he's looking. He's got the white hair now, Kenny as well. Oh, yeah. sure does. I'm not the only one. That's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I actually had called uh, the mammy and daddy there, and yeah. uh, and they were watching that show oh. when I called, <laughs> so they put it on pause. Oh, gosh! <laughs> I said you're fierce fancy now with your pause TV, huh? <laughs> pause TV. Smart, smart TV. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, they watch that, so yeah, they like good, them too. Good. good. So yeah. you're in good company. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're aligned, we're aligned. Ah, very good. All right, we'll move on with another wee bit of music Keep here. Keep her going there. Ma- Manchester United are losing 1-0 oh, now yeah. at home to Middlesbrough. Woohoo! Yeah. That's something, isn't it? We don't, we're not watching it here in the studio or anything. And it's a fierce uh, game altogether between Chelsea and Stoke. The last we saw there was 3-2 to Chelsea. Oh. So um, Come on, Stoke. Else. Anyway, uh, here's some fellas now we haven't uh, heard in a wee while. I know you played them some time ago. And I think maybe, did you think that they were the, uh, oh no, it was, they were the Celtic tenors. You thought it was the Celtic women. These are the priests anyway. Oh, yes. And uh, in uh, <laughs> this is a, a winter song for sure. Lovely. i 
When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home and not too far from home at 838 the Queensway in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. No. Middlesbrough holding on for a 1-0 lead with Man United. And, Very good. Uh, still 3-2 with the lads. Listen, we've often talked about um, the uh, the Irish diaspora and um, um, on the uh, news there, Desmond talked a little bit about qualifications and stuff yes, like that. Yes, yeah. Anyway, I saw a great old uh, uh, note here about the Irish diaspora. And uh, we have the diaspora pitched at around 35 to 44 million uh, in the U.S., Five and 14 million in Britain and more than four million in Australia. But um, I saw a great article that categorised the Irish overseas and I thought it'd be good for the listeners to, 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 um, to hear them and also to help those abroad who feel Irish figure out where they actually fit in. So the first right. category are the real Irish. Okay. And real Irish are when you feel Irish and you were born in Ireland, you spent your formative years in Ireland, which you and I did. We have at least one Irish parent and we have at least one Irish grandparent who used to tell you stories or give you a sup of their port at Christmas time. So those are the real Irish. And then there's the honourably Irish. You feel Irish and you've lived at least a few years in Ireland. And now you use the word grand uh, or you're unable to pronounce the words with you correctly, like butt and pub, right? <laughs> um, you feel Irish and you're going out with or you're married to an Irish person and you're also honourably Irish if you've visited Ireland at least half a dozen times and genuinely feel that potatoes are your favourite food. So those are the honourably Irish. And they're not really Irish at all, but will take you in, are when you feel Irish and you talk incessantly about the weather. Uh, you're also happy when England lose at any sport and enjoy watching Mel Gibson movies where he goes mad fighting for independence. You've kissed someone with red hair. Ooh. You've hung, you've rung in sick at least once after St. Patrick's Day, and definitely don't refer to it as St. Patty's Day. You are, were once, or known, know someone who is a functioning alcoholic, but still great crack. And you sat beside someone in primary school who owned an Irish red setter. <laughs> now, what about that? Oh, Not really good. Irish, but we'll take you in. Yeah, one of them is a bit dodgy there now. Okay, now. yeah, yeah. Keep away from them keep, ones, right? Yeah, they're not good at all. Oh, stereotyping. I don't like that. <clears throat> That's the, the article you know, zoo, though. They stereotype us poor paddies. It's, it's actually a nice segue to a fellow we're going to have on the show, I believe, next week. Right, Peter Kelligan, and he's a famous Canadian actor. Yeah, and um, there's a new movie coming out called Once an Immigrant, and it's actually filmed in Ireland and Canada. And uh, it's going to be broadcast on January the 12th. And it actually features and was co-written by the actor, Peter uh, Kelligan. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, a man that uh, we featured uh, another one of this man's movies not too long ago, Celtic Soul. And his name is Michael McNamara. And it's all about um, Peter's mother's relationship 
with uh, she emigrated from Ireland and while she loved Canada um, Ireland was always kind of number one in her heart and yeah. his you know he's investigating that if you oh, will I and, see. Uh, okay, documentary on that you know Peter if, if the name doesn't ring a bell I mean you definitely know him he's been on Seinfeld Murphy Brown General Hospital Saving Hope um, oh he's been on a whole lot Republic of Doyle The oh. Newsroom you definitely know him oh, now okay. to, to very, see very, very good good actor and he's on coming the on the show next week and he's going to be on the show next oh, week apparently yeah. alright well done so there you go good stuff well, we'll have a little bit of music, I suppose. And uh, who better to ring in the new year than the lads who wrote the song New Year's Day?
indeed. I'll be with you again. Some more sporting events maybe in 2017 together we'll watch, will we? Oh, can Let's you imagine? Say, I'll tell you one event I'm really looking forward to going to with you, okay. unless you back out of it. Oh, I would not. I think it's I know the uh, one you're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to New York to you see Sligo. Believe it. Sligo against May New York. May 7th, I think it is. I just have to figure out where I get an hour New York jersey. Oh, um, we play I have the Sligo page? one in order for you. Have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I'll wear a Sligo one. Good man. Yeah. Charlie Dorley wants one as well. And uh, speaking of Charlie Dorley, his Man United <laughs> have gone into the lead against Middlesbrough. 2-1, and he was delighted to text us in and tell us that. Thanks very much, Charlie. Great news altogether. So what will happen to us when we're walking down Fifth Avenue and we are wearing Sligo jerseys? Huh? Um, Trump. <laughs> what could happen? I don't know. Not that I'd say. Leinster 22, Ulster 7 is the latest, by the what way. Will be the Lord. So, you know, and uh, I think that's, that's full time now. What Leinster 22. So that's a victory for uh, for Leinster. Well, Chelsea, Chelsea are coasting yeah. now, are they? 4-2. They're, uh, they're about to go nine points clear before the big Liverpool-Man City game. Chelsea is 4-2. Burnley 4-1 on Sunderland. Leicester right. won nothing on West Ham. Yeah. Middles, uh, Manchester United, Middlesbrough 2-1, as we said. Southampton are losing to West Brom 2-1. And Bournemouth are sticking more daggers in Swansea oh. by beating them 3 nothing, And all those games are now into the uh, extra time. Yeah, you can and tell uh, we have nothing to talk about when we're given soccer scores. Premiership right? results, I know. And, uh, oh, Michael uh, yes. Keane down at the Galway Very wanted important. to uh, let everyone know that this is, a real, this is a nice thing now. And I think they do this maybe every year. But yeah. uh, they ring in the Irish New Year at 7 o'clock down at the Galway. So be down there and he's going to have uh, coverage of RTE's um, well, their the coverage of yeah. yeah, yeah, the ring in and so champagne would be great. Oh, and champagne. champagne! He'd be popping all, popping. all, all kinds of stuff down. Could be fancy windows drinks. and everything. <laughs> very good, very good indeed. Good. All no right. calendar this week now. No calendar. No, there's uh, we're there's light on, on events. Should have been yeah, exactly. So there's in so much of everything are, else going on. You know, in case people are listening in. Yeah. Um, so don't worry about that. But um, going into 2017. I thought this was kind of going to sum it up nice that we could see clearly now. I haven't heard this in a good while. Hothouse Flowers. And, by the way, I heard these guys interviewed, or one of them anyway, on RTE. And this song was involved in a movie and it had a whole new resurgence. So uh, why not play it on this show as well then? I can make it now 
gonna be a bright Saturnic day Tune, buddy. Isn't that lovely now? Good pick. Yeah, sure. Good stuff. Good, good lads, them. Well, we're on the countdown here. 50, 11, 54, six minutes to go. And we'll be able to squeeze in a couple more tunes here. A couple more, indeed. Um, why wouldn't we? Um, uh, one of the favourite reads, I'd have to say, this year for me was a book by a guy, actually, I think you're reading right now, Paul Howard. And a lot of people might know him by the Ross O'Carroll right, Kelly right. books. But uh, he wrote a more serious one, and it was um, all about that Beatles song called I Heard the News Today, Oh Boy. Mm-hmm. And he took a whole look into who was that written about. And it was actually written about a fellow by the name of Tara Brown, who was one of the heirs to the Guinness uh, wealth, the family. And um, it's, a very, it's a fascinating story, and it is all about... Um, that song is written about uh, the car accident that Tara Brown has. He died at 21 in a, in a car accident, but he was 
uh, a, a key figure in the 60s around mm. the swinging 60s in London. Right. And he knew all the Beatles and would have them at his house and the Rolling Stones and over to Wicklow, many, wow. many big parties. Yeah, yeah. His mother would host big Christmas dinners in, in Wicklow and their house there. The likes of Brendan Behan would be there and wow. uh, great debates and arguments over dinners. So anyway, I, I thought that was one of uh, one of my favorite reads this year. And um in light of that, I just thought this kind of Christmas New Year song with John Lennon would be a good one to play. Perfect. So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And you won't just be gone And so this is too much time explaining what the song was about now we Did have to I? cut it short. I'm sorry about that now folks <laughs> yeah lovely song though I always enjoy hearing that one through this period of time but anyway there you go all right Kenny We're we'll go out here with the um, most famous New Year's Eve song ever I guess it is Our Robbie Burns yeah Our Lang Syne yeah and um, I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in for the past year and tolerating and us tolerating the stuff that we'd be talking about absolutely and also all our sponsors and supporters out there. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Could use a few more, by the way. If, anyone, if anyone's listening, we could use a few <laughs> more sponsors. Hopefully, anyway. Can never have too uh, many of them. We'll have um, a good year in 2017. Sounds good. And we'll, uh, with that, I suppose, sign off, will we? Yes. Happy, Happy New, New Year, year folks. Mind. All the best. Shalom. Should all acquaintance be forgot for all? For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll talk a cup of kind.
Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon.